day, what a day. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we get you ready for the Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. Monday night football coming up here. Everybody used to sing the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm getting there. I'm getting there as I'm bummed out because if this was San Diego, I'd have my bad bag packed. I'd be getting on a Southwest flight on Friday. I'd be on a boat with my buddies. I'd be going to either the track or a great dinner. I loved going to San Diego with the Raider Nation. Man, I loved it. Some of the best memories of my football life. Raiders at Chargers in San Diego. Now at SoFi Stadium, which is a gorgeous stadium, home of the Super Bowl this year. The Raiders and Allegiant Stadium will get a lot of Super Bowls, I believe, coming up in the future here. But SoFi is on deck. It was over budget. It ran a year late. It's opulent. It's got everything, but it's not the Death Star. It's a generic football stadium that is gorgeous. But does it feel like the home of the Chargers? No, it's the, as I heard earlier today on Clay Baker's show, it's the vacation home of the Raiders. I think that's a good way to describe it. I forget what caller said it, but it made a lot of sense. It's the vacation home of the Raiders there, and it's a nightmare for the Charger fans. It really is. Charger fans are very uncomfortable around Raider fans. Over the years, there's been a group, wink, wink, of Raider fans who have been very intimidating, and Charger fans don't want to deal with it. They don't want to have 30 Raider fans sitting in their section. You understand what I'm talking about? It's very easy to understand that the Charger fans sell their tickets or just don't go when the Raiders come to town because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with Raider fans in the parking lot yelling, Raiders. They don't want to deal with Raider fans walking by them saying, hey, we're going to beat you. They don't want to deal with the Raider fans in the men's bathroom. They don't want to deal with the Raider fans online to get beer as the Raider fans are going double-fisted, getting their modellos. They don't want to deal with it. And that's their right. You don't have to go. So what they do is they abandon their tickets or sell them or they give them away to Raider fans. I've, I've lived this life. I've seen it. And that's what's going to happen here. Anywhere from 75 to 85% Raider fans. We talked about this that this week with Sean Merriman, Gilbert Manzano, their insider. And the Raiders have an opportunity to really make a statement with a win. And their fans can enjoy an unbelievable win because it's prime time on Monday Night Football here at 515 Pacific. We'll be on at 330 Pacific from M Resort Casino and Spa right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. And we'll get this thing going and have a lot of fun here on Monday. So it's one of those weekends here. I have a golf tournament I'm a part of, uh, justafan.com. We'll tell you about that a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, it's a weekend where I have no obligations on Sunday. I can watch other teams play football. And then we all get rewarded with a great night, Monday night football, wherever you're going to be watching it. Hope you come down and see us here. The good news today is several Raider insiders have been uh, tweeting out that Josh Jacobs was at practice today. Uh, Josh Jacobs at practice, and that's a great thing. With him being out at practice and practicing, it looks like, at full strength, and we'll hear more and more about this today, that is outstanding news for the Raiders to have their running back and also Jalen Richard cleared. 
So a little bit of depth at running back with the running backs who have been playing pretty well in a backup role. So the question is, hey, it's great when we get the running backs back, but is the offensive line healthy enough to come out there and blow open holes for them? The offensive line hasn't been great this year, but I don't, know, I don't think anybody expected it to be great once guys got hurt. Denzel Good gone for the year. Alex Leatherwood struggling at times, at times, other times playing well. And Andre James really not playing well at center. I think he does some good things, but overall there's been some negative film on him. John Simpson still a young player, and Colt Miller, uh, the former first-round pick, really being the anchor of that offensive line. Uh, John Gruden, who I'll talk with tomorrow, everything got pushed back due to Monday Night Football. Uh, John Gruden's leaving in Alec Ingold to chip or block or leaving in a tight end, Foster Moreau, to chip and block, help out on Joey Bosa, and that's what's going to happen in this game. That's what's going to happen in this game. But this is a rivalry, and Bill Romanowski was a part of it with the Denver Broncos, part of it with the Raiders, one of the greatest linebackers of all time, a four-time Super Bowl champ, brought to you by Nutrition 53. And, Bill, I didn't expect 3-0. and I expected a good start, but the Raiders have a lot of momentum. What encourages you about what you've seen so far? You know, I, I think it all starts, JT, with the way Derek Carr has been playing. You know, he took that next step, and... And I think by him doing that, you know, he's got that team believing that they can beat anybody right now. And, you know, the way he and John Green are working together, you know, it's fantastic to see. And we're playing good defense, not great defense, but we're, we're good on defense. Mm-hmm. We're great on offense right now, and that really, I think, is setting the tone for the way they started this season playing out. Bill Romanowski is our guest. Bill, the Raiders are struggling with the running attack because Josh Jacobs is back at practice, which is really good news for them. They're ranked 25th overall in rushing at about 91 yards a game. They really ran it well with Barber to close out the last game, but this offensive line, They're going to be challenged, Bill. They lost Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, who deserved to leave, and they're mixing and matching this offensive line, and they're trying to stay healthy. What have you seen from this offensive line that leads you to believe that when they're healthy, they can get this running game going? You know, what I've seen, JT, is I've seen that they are much better pass blockers Mm -hmm. than they are run blockers. And... You know, sometimes that's just a, you know, a physical thing, you know, and there's some guys that are just better at the pass versus getting off the ball and knocking the crap out of somebody at the line of scrimmage and being able to drive them back versus, you know, catching a guy and being able to hold him up and give the quarterback time to release the ball. So that's what I'm seeing. And I think they do a really good job, you know, with their pass protection. And, you know, thank God Derek Carr is getting rid of the ball quick, and we've got great receipts. I mean, the way he spreads the ball around, it's almost, you know, I'll call it, you know, a little bit of West Coast offense in that three. If there's not a pass down the field, we'll use 
a little bit of dink and dunk instead of running the football. That's a great point. Bill Romanowski joins us. Yes, a short pass can do a great job in regards to equaling the same amount of yards as a run. Bill Romanowski, Nutrition53.com, Nutrition53.com. I love Lean One. Every day, the chocolate, coconut, banana, all of it's available at Nutrition53.com. Bill, Gus Bradley doesn't blitz a lot, which is good, and you see this cover three on the back end. And what it's done, what have you seen with this style of defense? Because with young John Abraham and young super safety Trayvon Merrick, they're keeping the play in front of them. So far, not many teams have been able to throw it over the top, which was a big problem you and I talked about last year. Yeah, that was a problem. Covering tight ends was a problem. What I'm seeing is at times they will bend on defense, but they're not breaking. And, you know, that's what they were doing last year. Uh, I think Max Crosby really sets the tone up front for the other guys um, on the defensive line. I love the way he's playing. Um, Just in general, I said we have a good defense, not a great one. And the more that they keep working together and taking that field, and believe that they can kick anybody's ass at any time when they play Raider football. That's what I'm starting to see. That's what I love from this team. That's what I love from this defense because our safeties will come up and hit you. Bill Romanowski is our guest, four-time Super Bowl champ, legendary linebacker. Uh, Bill, you were always a fitness guy. You remain a fitness guy. What's it like when you play two overtime games in your first three and you had a big travel game to Pittsburgh. This is short travel. The calendar changes on Monday night, a different day off during the week, but still a late overtime game that went to the end of overtime. That's got to take a lot out of this team. How do they recover? You know what? Hey, in the perfect world, what I used to do, I got a massage every every single day I played in the NFL. I got massaged and body work done. So that's just what I did. I also got in the pool every day. That's part of what I did. And I got adjusted by a chiropractor three to four days a week. This is one of those weeks where these guys need to recover, need to you know fill the gas tank back up, and get ready to really wreak havoc on uh, these Chargers. Last one, Bill, on the game. This Justin Herbert special, and I know he's really special. He's big. He sees over everybody. The ball comes out quick. He's got the best footwork that I saw all last year, seeing all these great quarterbacks live. He can move side to side. But when you're a linebacker here, when you're a linebacker here and you're going to blitz or not or stay at home, talk to me about your position in linebacker. They don't have a great running game on how these linebackers got to make eye contact with Herbert, decide if they're going to crash the line of scrimmage or drop back into coverage and knock a ball down or two over the middle of the field. You know what, JT? I really do believe that you got to trust the system and you got to do your job. And the more, when you have 11 guys on every single play, and you have them in sync with one another, that's powerful. It's like a fist 
going into a fight. And every finger is clenched so tight. So when you deliver a blow, you're doing damage. That's, that's what our defense needs to be, is a fist when they go into this game. And they will deliver damage when they are so tight, so working together. And that's what's special. And I want to see that really come together in a big way and have every guy trust the system, do their job, and not try to do too much. All right, Bill, thanks. Uh, you got to tell me about Lean One Neuro Brain Performance. My brain at times, it, I'm always on the radio, Bill. I need to be sharp. I need my brain to be functioning when I wake up in the morning. Tell me about Lean One Neuro. Well, what it is, JT, we used to have a product called Neuro One, and we just rebranded it Lean One Neuro. And you, you think about it this way. It's about fueling the brain with 27 neuronutrients. And it is a groundbreaking formula. It's a game changer. And uh, every single guy in the NFL ought to be taking this product because what it would do for them, I've had plenty of guys over the years taking it, but this is one of those products that would help not just guys like you and I who are you know, starting to get up there and age a little bit, but even these younger studs who need to go out and perform every day, this would be a perfect uh, product for them. But I'm going to send you a care package, and you will be blown away because you'll feel it within minutes. Awesome. Bill, have a good weekend. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you out in Vegas soon. Take care, buddy. Okay. Bye, JT. Bill Romanowski. I talked to his wife, Julie Romanowski, and I said, I need Bill. She says, when do you need him? I said, I need him all the time. I need Romo on this show. We have the best insiders. We have the best players, the greatest alumni. I get the coach. I need Romo Cop. I love Romo. I love how focused he is on the defensive side of the ball, which is really the cause for concern for the Raiders the last couple of years until Gus Bradley got here. And I like Gunther. Gunther was great to me. He came on the show all the time. He had a great track record when he came to the Raiders. It didn't work out with him. He's not an enemy of the Raiders. He moved his family here. His kids still go to school here. I mean, it, it didn't work. He's really good friends with John Gruden. Really great friends. He's gone. Gus comes in. You wish the other guys well. Dennis Allen was the head coach. He's doing great in New Orleans. These aren't your enemies. They, they're Raiders. They came and coached the Raiders. Lane Kiffin coached the Raiders. Lane Kiffin. You know, you look at all. Oh, North Turner, I wanted to tell you this story. So Norv Turner coached the Raiders, did one of the coolest things the day he got let go, came to all of us on the TV studio, shook all of our hands. Classiest move you could ever see. So I'm at my seats in the Twitch club, last game, and all of a sudden I look up, I'm heading to the restroom. Who's heading to the restroom? Norv Turner. Norv Turner's just sitting there in a black polo shirt watching the game. Former Raider head coach. So it's good to see him at the game. Here's what we're doing with your phone calls today. We're a little bit opened up so you can get through. 702-365-9200. By Thursday, we look for your key to the game. I need one thing that will secure the victory. I don't need four. I don't want six. I don't want three. I want one thing that will change the game. Is it A.J. Cole, the punter, who we might get today? Just got that text. He wants to come on the show. What a punter he is so far. Is it going to be the defense? Is it the return of Josh Jacobs? What is the one key 
that secures the victory in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Hey, man, we got to amp this up. We got a lot of people streaming this show. I've seen the numbers, and they're coming from L.A. Raider Nation in L.A. is listening to this show on that Raiders mobile app. Fire them up in Vegas on how the Raiders can go out and win this game. And how about Renfro? How about third and Renfro in this game? I told you last week he was going to have a big one. Got that right. God, he's playing well. Man, he catches the ball. That pivot move when he does that Julian Edelman shake five yards. Why did it take so long for the Raiders to add a player like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, one of these guys, to this team? Now Renfro is the ultimate runner. He's like a third down, third and six. You don't have to hand it off because when you hand the ball off, the, the running back starts seven yards deep. So it's third and six. And the running back seven yards deep. It's 13 yards off the ball before he gets it and, and starts to take off. Just hit Renfro. Little slot, little head fake. Renfro low. He dives down for the first down, first down. Let's get him going. And, hey, let's get Waller going again. Waller's got 20 receptions on the year. He had 19 targets in the first game. 19. What's going on? Let's get him the ball again. Monologue brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. All your sports is covered at PT's. As soon as you walk in, you look up, they have it everywhere. All the drink specials, the gaming, your ability to have fun. PT starts my monologue off every day. It's going to be a great place this weekend with all the sports and all the college football games that are going on there. Stoner Dude has got the new coloring book that's out. That's sweeping the nation. Congratulations, Stoner Dude. How are you? Yeah, JK, I really appreciate you mentioning that, man. Uh, go to stonerdudeart.com and go pick up my new coloring book. I'm an artist. I've been drawing my whole life uh, in, the, in the genre of comic books and uh, fantasy, science fiction, and horror. Thank you very much. Stonerdudeart.com. The key to the game for me, JT, I know it's not simple, but I'm going to simplify it for the show. Justin Herbert, man, that dude has a rocket launcher for an arm. He's starting to become a new media darling, a phenom. He's mobile. You know, we spent this whole offseason building up this defense for this kind of situation. We're all pumping our chest that we're 3-0. and Now we got a divisional rival here to finish off that first quarter that Coach Gruden always talks about. And to me, they're going to be the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego until they go back to San Diego. Never forget those nights in Tijuana, JT. I love. I wish they would just go back. But they're in L.A. We got our second home. This is something to prove here on a Monday Night Football. I'm definitely going to come see you over at the M over here in Las Vegas for the pregame and the postgame show. Uh, thanks a lot, JT. And once again, stonerdudeart.com. Thanks, man. Uh, that is great, my friend. Appreciate it. He is a phenomenal artist. He is a phenomenal artist. He's a big part of this show. Has a lot to do with our history. Our history with the black hole and all, all of Ricky's. All of Ricky's and what's gone on there. And uh, I just wanted to say this quickly. One of our black hole brothers, Bobby, Rebello's son, got in a, a serious car accident. And a lot of people were praying for him. And it looks like he's going to be okay. So, again, my black hole message page uh, has been blowing up uh, ever since the passing of Black Hole Rob and all the events that have been surrounding the black hole. Our friends in the black hole have been going through a lot. They have been going through a lot as of late, and it's difficult. And it's been very difficult for the black hole, and I'm thinking of them hard. 
And speaking of speaking of Tijuana, you can go see it on YouTube. I saw Carlos Santana live in Tijuana. I'm trying to find the date on it, and the date's coming up in 1992. I don't have the exact uh, actual month. But if you YouTube that, you know, Carlos is a big Raider fan. And I think it was at the bull ring. It, my memory fails me. That's why I need Bill Romanowski to send me the lead one uh, brain fulfillment. Uh, but Santana, yeah, it was at the, uh, the bull ring. That was one of the deepest, most incredible experiences I've ever had at a live concert. 1992, Carlos live in Tijuana. I've avoided Tijuana since for a various number of reasons. 702-365-9200 as we are ready to roll here. Uh, taking your phone calls, getting everybody excited for this game. A Gangster Raider checking in on the show today as we get you rolling. Gangster, what's happening? What's happening? It's me, JT. I'm the one that said that um, so far is our vacation home because it is. Yes. We undefeated there. You know what I'm saying? We beat the discharges there last year. We beat the scrams in preseason. So that's our vacation home. We're going to stay undefeated there. But the key to the game is tackling. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, my friend. Hold on. Now I remember your call because I had to go drive to the Raiders today. And you said something. You said one of the craziest things I've ever heard. You said the Raiders by 17. I yeah, said, whoa, 10, I almost, 10, 10. I, hold on, I almost pulled off the two, the 15 before I got off over over at the facility. Did you actually say Raiders by 17? Yes, 10 or 17. <laughs> at least 10, though. Okay, double digits. That's, that's balls. Mm-hmm. Yep, but the key is tackling because, you know, um, Herbert don't throw for a lot of young, long passes. There's a lot of short passes, and his receivers get a lot of yards at the catch, a lot of yak. So if we can tackle them when they make the catches and prevent them from making the catches at all, but if they make the catches, tackle them, you know what I'm saying, we should easily win. So if we can tackle, and I'm talking about our front seven, you know what I'm saying, our, um, our linemen and our linebackers, if we can mm-hmm. tackle and can put pressure on Herbert, we easily win, and that's the key to the game is tackling. And we got to have sure-handed yeah. tackling, like Hobbs. You see how how Hobbs come up and make open field tackles? If yes. everybody can get like that and make sure tackles, we win easily. That's the key to the game. And Raider Nation going to black out the, um, our vacation home, like you say. And Raider Nation, we're going to go undefeated 4-0. I'm talking all the way to the bye. Watch. I, you heard it first from me, Gangster Raider. All right. I'll give you credit if you get it right. I never thought 4-0. No chance. They can go 4-0. They can go 4-0 if they win this game. I'm sitting down with Coach Gruden tomorrow. I can't wait to see his demeanor because they're off schedule, which is different. They had a, they, remember, This is a very important point I'm about to make. The, the Raiders haven't played four games yet. They've played three. three out of the, uh, two out of the four are Monday night. Completely changes the schedule, the off day, it, the calendar. Everything changes in the building. When people come in the day you're off, when you're moving, what, an extra day here or there, it's difficult for a team to do that. Now, they got a break for the first game because they hadn't played yet. So they had some extra time off, but they were on that Monday schedule. Now they're on that Monday schedule again, and then they have a short week. And the interesting part about the short week is they get to stay home before the Bears come to town. Remember last time they beat Baltimore in the short week, they had to travel to Pittsburgh. That was tough to do, and they won that game. So the Raiders could catch a really big break here. There's not a lot of travel, short travel to Los Angeles, home game with their fans, and the ability to come home banged up, you know, tough game on Monday night, and then they're home. They don't have to get on an airplane again as Chicago comes to town. 
I'm glasses half full, man. I'm loving this. This has been a long time coming. If you've been listening to me for 20 years or 20 minutes, it's been a long time coming to open up 3-0 and and really enjoy this. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I hope you are too. We have open lines. We should never have one. Whenever I have an open line, I'm in shock. With any of my shows, I go, people must feel like they're not invited. You're always invited to call in if you have something to say. There are Raider fans that know more than me, obviously. That's why I put them on the air. If you think you got something that could add to this game, drop it in now. We need to know the one key to how the Raiders get out of L.A. with a win. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin, what a great partner. We do everything together. You know, whenever I'm talking X's and O's, I have a Remy Martin sidecar in my hand. You'll find me Monday night at that Remy Martin bar in the back of the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Come say hello. Get yourself a Remy Martin cocktail. Hang out. Enjoy the game at M Resort Casino and Spa. It's going to be fantastic. I feel like it's a three-day weekend. It really feels like a three-day weekend. I'm loving it. Raiders are 3-0, and we have a flagship station to talk about it every day. Johnny Katz next hour. More of your phone calls on how the Raiders win and beat the Chargers. Carr looks in that direction, forced out of the pocket, flush to the right, got a slant, first down, dives end zone. Jackpot, baby! Jackpot with Hunter Renfro! Yes, sir! Hunter Renfro cut the slant, broke the tackle, and made his way to the end zone. And for the first time today, the Raiders take the lead. The Godfather, Brent Musburger, JT for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson built his legend on the gridiron, and now he is taking the same dedication to his new craft spirit lane, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Woodson Bourbon Whiskey is not your average bourbon. It's unique, and it's finished in the same wine barrels Charles makes his wine, which gives it a spicy caramel finish. Go to woodsonwhiskey.com. That's woodsonwhiskey.com to find a store near you that carries it. If it wasn't your game day whiskey already, it is now. Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. We welcome Charles Woodson to the show. How cool is that as we continue on? John Gruden's press conference is coming. We'll take it live as soon as he hits the podium or close to it. Excited about that. Uh, Let's get out to Fish in Berkeley. Good to have the Bay Area involved. Hello, Fish. JT. Woo! I'm fired up. I'm a three-time Raider, meaning first time in Oakland, season ticket holder, second time in Oakland. Season ticket holder. Las Vegas season ticket wow. holder. I got two things. I want to address what you said about how do we beat the bolts in our vacation home. There's one thing. Disruptive pocket presence for our D linemen. Meaning we dislodge Herbert out of that pocket. Just get there. We don't have to put his you know what in the dirt. Just get there and disrupt him. I believe we win the game. Now I have one thing to say about the Vegas crowd. It was exciting. However, and there's a caveat, however, mm-hmm. most Raider fans, we are educated, and we pride ourselves on that. So, JT, I need you to use the influence you have to tell Allegiant Stadium, whoever runs the video board, put on the board, 
when our offense is on the field to shut the hell up. It pained me to see the home crowd being too loud when our offense is on the field. In Oakland, we had offense at work. Be quiet. We need some signage like that, JT. I need you to make sure you use your influence. Tell Allegiant to give our fans who are new to the Raiders but will fall in love and become loyal fans, give them a little help, a little instruction. Tell them, shut the hell up when we're on offense. They'll get the cue. JT, I appreciate your passion, and I think one day you should be in the booth with Brent Musburger because your passion and commentary will help the Raider broadcast. I'm out for now. I look forward to seeing you again. I'm good in my lane, man. I'm good where I'm at right now. Life is good right here. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Fish in the Bay Area. In regards to educating the audience and the fan base, that's what you can do in your section. That's what you can do in your section. In your section, you got to tell people in your section, hey, quiet down, do all this. There, I, wanna, I don't want to use the term nitpicking, but there are a lot of people now questioning everything about the game, and I knew it would happen. Remember, I've lived here for a long time. There are people on the radio in this market that didn't want the Raiders and didn't want the stadium, didn't want the public money, the hotel tax, and now they're sitting here going, uh-oh. And I really did say that three, four years ago. Yeah, you did. You wanted nothing to do with this. You didn't think it would be a good idea. And I'm not here to tell people how to act at a game. I like getting my beverage on. I like seeing people. I like walking from the Twitch Lounge to the Modelo Cantina. We do the pregame at the Torch. How many people have come up to me at the Torch with Eric Allen so far? We had Hall of Famer Tim Brown and Hall of Famer Charles Woodson week one. We got a nice surprise coming for you for the Bears game. So everybody's enjoying themselves. Everybody's either walking over the Hacienda Bridge, taking an Uber, parking, tailgating. Uh, Last time I came to the game, I happened to go by. I got to get in there pretty early, and I was going by as the black hole and a couple of groups were setting up their tailgate, and that's what I missed the most because in Oakland, when I wasn't doing the pre and post for a number of years, I'd stay in that black hole tailgate party until I went on the field and got got the uh, pregame going and had some fun down there. But I haven't seen a tailgate yet. But my friends who have, my wife's having a great time with her girlfriends and friends when they go to the game. So it's fun. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's close to perfect. I mean, we got the best stadium in football because it's connected to the strip. I mean, how cool is it to get out of a game and not have to be in Inglewood? Can you imagine getting out of a game and you're in Inglewood? And you're like, oh, man, i got to drive 13 miles. It's going to take me an hour and 30 minutes to get here, there, Orange County, back to the valley of this. Here it's like, hey, man, let's walk over the Hacienda Bridge and go get a beverage at Mandalay Bay. Let's go see Rira, uh, my favorite two gentlemen from Ireland. you got to go to Rira there at Mandalay Bay and see my good, good friends, the Black Donnellys, play after a game. you just got a lot of options. Johnny Katz is going to join us. Next hour, we're going to talk about some of the options after a Raider game and what everybody's doing. Mike in Vegas, you're up next. What's happening, Mike? Yes, uh, JT, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy with the Raiders 3-0 start. And also, I'd like to mention the, the fans forgot that the uh, NFL draft is going to be in Las Vegas mm-hmm. next year. So, so that's going to be helpful. The, the main thing to beat the Chargers on Monday, I feel, is to get the uh, running game gone with Josh uh, Jacobs. I think they have mm-hmm. a balanced offense and, and the running game gets gone. The, the Raiders uh, should win by 
at least three or four points. I think the score is going to be something like uh, 26-20 on, uh, on Monday night. I don't know how you think you could hold Justin Herbert to 20 points on Monday night football. I, I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Justin Herbert's a great young quarterback. They got great wide receivers. I, I, don't, I don't see how you hold the Chargers to 20 points. I, I think if you win the game, you win at 31-28 or 34-31. I just I, I have so much respect for this Charger offense and their improvement here. They're, they're going to be tough to hold to 20 points. Well, the defenses do for an outstanding game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the defense is better. Thanks for the call. It is a, it is a good defense. There's no doubt that the defense is vastly improved. But if you look at the Raiders' defensive rank, total defense ranked 14th, rush defense 22nd. Uh, the Raiders, let me get you the points when we come to this because this is important. The Raiders are giving up 24 points a game, 24 points a game. That's average. I don't think they're going to keep the Chargers under their average of 24. I don't. If they do, it'll be great. Raiders are going to have a couple of games on their schedule where they're going to have to win in a shootout. I don't think Denver's going to be a shootout with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think possibly, you know, the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving, that's going to be a shootout. Dak's going to, Dak puts the ball in the air a lot. That's going to have to be a shootout. The Eagle game doesn't have to be a shootout. Washington doesn't have to be a shootout. But I think the Charger game is going to have to be a shootout in a lot of big ways. The Charger game is going to be very important that if the Raiders are in a position where they have to score, they're able to do it. We've been telling you about our friends at Doghouse. Thrilled to partner with the newest property on the Strip, Resorts World. Best place to be this football season, Resorts World Doghouse. It's our official home for Monday Night Football. The Doghouse has the best views to watch the game and a sports book right inside Doghouse. Go check out Resorts World. Good snap, good hold. Jackpot, baby! The Raiders become the first team in history of the NFL to win their first three games against teams that all won at least 10 games the previous season. 31-28. Bring on the Chargers. Nobody puts a bow on it like Brett Musburger. You hear that from the kick to the stat who's coming up next thanks to brett musburger so hopefully we'll have him on next week let's go out to henderson intermountain Healthcare performance center here's john gruden um he he was back at practice jalen was back at practice teamer we had some guys back at practice and we'll see we'll have to see how it goes in the next few days i would say it's it's really questionable his status right now but it's good to have everybody back at practice on Sunday night after the game, you talked a little bit about Peyton. You said you didn't really know much about the guy and gave him a big hug. But uh, looking back at his, all the way back to his childhood, this is a guy who was homeless, never knew if he was going to sleep in a car, um, and everything he's gone through, that character just never given up. Is that something that's starting to sort of, you're seeing? Yeah, this is a great story. He, you know, went to Auburn. Obviously, Rich Passaccia, our special teams coach, assistant head coach, was at Auburn for a short period of time recruiting Peyton Barber for the Auburn Tigers or War Eagle, whatever you want to call them. And, um, 
you know, this guy's rise to where he is today is astonishing. And it's a credit to a lot of people that have helped him along the way. But most importantly, it just defines the true character of this kid. Um, he's going to take advantage of every opportunity he gets. And you're going to have a hard time not liking him. And right now, I love him, and so do, so do our players and, and our coaches. And we're not going to hesitate one bit to put him in a primary role after what he did against the Dolphins. John, the Chargers have kind of been figuring things out on offense so far this year, but they've had a pretty strong passing game. Just in that area specifically, what kind of challenges do they present? Well, they've had it going on offense for a while, you know, since Herbert showed up. You know, Phillip Rivers had a great run there. They've been a good offensive team, seems like, every year. They've got some weapons outside that can do damage. They have a great creative runner, Eckler. The quarterback's a great player. He's on. A, he's, he's really something else to watch. He can throw. He can run. He's smart. He makes good decisions. Um, and they have a creative scheme. So it'll be a challenge for us, no doubt, a, a big-time challenge. John, in that second half, and you mentioned uh, Peyton, what he was able to do. Uh, the, it seemed like the run game came alive a little bit in that second half. Um, when you watched the tape, was it kind of a combination of everything going on well with him and, and the offensive line? We just didn't play well in the first half. You know, we couldn't make half a foot and two downs. You know, it's credit to Miami. You got it. Miami's a committed run defense. They're talented, but you know, we had two guards pull into this into the same play into each other. We didn't execute very good. And um, if you don't execute in high level initially, you ain't gonna run the ball. These are um, these are hard hard runs to make against eight man fronts, but we 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 executed better, and um, we had some success throwing the ball, and maybe that helped the running game. It sometimes works hand in hand, but we got to get a lot better running the football from start to finish. Hey John, obviously the numbers, the stats bear it out, but just how much more comfortable, how much more in command is Derek now in this offense in his fourth year with you? Not to over, you know, overthink it or anything. Derek's been in command since I've been here. We have a better team. You know, we got we got better opportunities. You know, our defense is is a big part of that. But um, time, repetition is the mother of learning. This guy's had a million reps, and the emergence of Edwards, the emergence of Renfro, Rugs, um, is 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 important. But his his command has always been off the charts. I think we were last in the league in possessions last year. Might have been last in the league in field position in terms of drive starts. So with that being said, you give this guy a lot of opportunities, he, he's going to have, uh, I think, a, a lot of chances to, to succeed. I think he's a great quarterback. His command is, is very good, and uh, hopefully it continues. It's going to have to because the Chargers, they were impressive on the tapes that I've seen. Because of how he plays aggressiveness throwing downfield, does this even put more onus this week on your front to get pressure on him so guys in the back end are protected more the way Herbert actually plays? It's hard to just unleash the rush on this guy because they allow him to scramble. and He will scramble and he will hurt you bad. So if you don't protect the pocket um, and you have a lot of coverage down the field against Williams and Keenan and all their weapons, uh, this guy will put the ball down. It'll really hurt you bad running. We got hurt last week with some scramble plays, so we got to really be careful, um, you know, with our rush. We got to do a great job containing him first, getting to him second, and uh, getting him on the ground third, which is not easy to do. This is a big, strong, young, tough quarterback. Um, 
field advantage are you expecting at SoFi? If any, I think there'll be a few silver black fans there. I hope so. You know, I welcome Raider Nation to uh, the field down there. I, I really I have no idea. You know, some of those Dolphin fans snuck into our stadium last week. Perhaps, perhaps Raider Nation can make can make a stand down in uh, in L.A. We we look forward to seeing the fans, obviously, and it'll be a be a great game as it always is. Great rivalry. Brandon Staley obviously had a lot of success with the Rams on defense. You know, bringing that same scheme uh, to the Chargers. What is it that makes that scheme so effective and unique? They do a great job covering people. They have multiple coverages, a great disguise package. Um, they have a very good coverage plan every week, and um, they have a good rush. You know, when you don't have very long to throw it, and you have uh, multiple people in coverage, it's hard to throw the ball. They had Aaron Donald '97 with the Rams, Floyd. Uh, here they've got a guy named Bosa who's red hot, and um, they've got some good rushers up front. They have a really good coverage um, program there. They can roll weak, roll strong. They can play man-to-man -man when you don't know it's man-to-man. -man. It's, it's, a, it's a good, effective defensive scheme. It'll be tough for us, just as it has been for everybody else I've seen against them. It comes from Vic Fangio. You know, he comes from uh, a, a great mentor. And, um, you know, we're going to see basis, basis of this scheme, parts of this scheme uh, against Chicago. Uh, and when we see Denver, and, and certainly Coach Daly's done a great job putting his spin on things. You, know, you guys have been really good at getting the opposing offenses off the field on third down. Uh, what kind of growth have you seen from your defense just when it comes to getting stops this year? Well, I think it all starts with uh, pressure. You know, the quarterback has got to make a quick decision. We can't let him stand back there and make uh, two or three lookoffs and, 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 and get the ball to his secondary and third receiver. We've, we've done a better job with the rush, and our coverage has been better. Being quite honest, uh, our secondaries played better. Our underneath coverage is better. So far, so good. But uh, you can't write a book after three games. We got a long way to go until we truly define who we are and what we are. Along those lines, when you give a three and zero start, you're playing so well. A lot of younger players. How do you balance confidence? No, nah, we we have to play better. You know, I mean, there's 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 three and zero, and you can you can get all caught up in in statistics and. You know, uh, individual things like that. But you know, we look at the film. We got to play a lot better. We should play a lot better. We have to play a lot better. And uh, if we don't, we're gonna have a hard time advancing and moving on. Is part of playing better the starts? I guess like behind a couple of Yeah, I mean the starts. Uh, every aspect of it. You know, we we got to play better. You know, we had opportunities to get off the field on defense the other day. Got to get off the field late in the game. Uh, start, finish. We got to get better. We got a lot of young guys playing, certainly, but we got to get better. And we need some of these guys that have been hurt to come back and help us sometime. Good. All right. Okay. Have a good day. All right. That's Sean Gruden as he just wraps it up. And Henderson and gave you a lot. Josh Jacobs is back at practice, and he's not giving you much more than that. Nor should he for the Chargers or the rest of the media. He has an obligation to tell you Josh Jacobs was out there, and we'll find out and clearly getting treatment, and hopefully he's ready to go. Once Josh is ready to go, it adds a dynamic to this team that changes everything. Now you hope they run it well. You hope that Barber can run it well. Kenyon Drake, we know he can play. We've seen his all-purpose numbers. Josh Jacobs, you know the strength of this team and their ability to run it, and he should be fresh. I mean, fresh coming off an injury. When the injury heals, there's not a lot of wear and tear on Josh. Josh didn't play much. He didn't play at all in the preseason. He got injured. When he comes back, he wasn't getting hit. 
So other than recovering from the injury, the toe, what's been happening, Josh Jacobs should be ready to go. If he, I don't know if he's at 100%. And I think he's the type of guy that needs to be near 100% because he's a downhill runner who likes to dish out pain when he runs. So it's going to be tough to tell. I'll be at practice. I'll be over there tomorrow with Coach Gruden for our interview. We'll find out. You can catch that interview every Saturday on the Silver and Black Show, 4 o'clock roughly. They take it right after college football, usually after an Alabama game. Always, We always wait for the show to come on after Alabama gets done with their Nick Saban interview. But I'm excited about that. You want to get through, dial right now. We'll get you up. 702-365-9200 out to Sacramento on the Raiders mobile app. Sean, thanks for waiting through that. Go ahead. Hi, JT. Um, thanks, for, thanks for taking the time, taking my call. Um, so I think I speak Gruden pretty well after listening to that. I think Jacobs will be ready to go. I think they're going to use Barber and third down back for pass pro. And, he, um, and I still think they'll use Drake in the same uh, – he'll be out there too, but I think he'll be lined up in the slot. They'll use him. They'll use them both together on third down, but he'll be more in a passing back. Drake will. Um, K.J. Wright didn't get his number called a lot last week. I actually think he'll be, um, you know, a big part of this win. I think he'll be on Cook quite a bit in this game. Um, And they'll also use, of course, Hobbs. Um, I just think our defense and the pressure and Herbert being a second-year guy, I know he's going out there. He looks like a veteran. I just think we're going to catch him in a few things. Just because Bradley, you know, um, knows him a little bit and has some inside scoop, knows what he does well, knows what he doesn't do well. Sure. Uh, I think that's going to be an advantage. I got the Raiders 37, Chargers 27. I think there's going to be a big turnover, whether we get a pick six or a score or, you know, we'll have a short field and I think we'll punch it in. I do think Jacobs will be a factor in this game. I think he could have went last week with the toe mm-hmm. and the ankle. I think yeah. they rested them because they know the division game is bigger than the Miami game. That's just my take, JT. What do you What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like your opinion. You know, I don't know anything more than you on Josh Jacobs. He's been hurt, hasn't been able to go. I don't know how close he is to being a hundred percent or not. So, so the division game matters, but that Miami game matters too. I, I know the division. I appreciate the call. Matters to me. All that matters to the Raiders is getting ten wins. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I don't think they'll catch Kansas City. I think they're ahead of Kansas City. I think the Kansas City eventually is going to get going, and they're going to win eight out of nine, seven out of eight. They're going to get going. And all I care about is the Raiders getting to the playoffs and how many wins they can get. I'd love to see the Raiders win the division. Love to see them win the division and have a home playoff game. That's why we're here, to have a Legion sold out for a home playoff game. But I dipped the show in reality this year. I've told you everything that I thought. I thought the Raiders through the first four games would be a 2-2 two and two team. And then the schedule would open up and they'd get on a roll. They're 3-0. and oh, They can go to 4-0. and oh. I didn't think they'd win all three of these games. And two of them, no one did, in overtime at home. It's fun. It's fun to watch this and to see how this is developing. It's great. I'm very optimistic with one point of this schedule, which we're not at now. I'm going to be very – and last year was tough because it was a gut punch. You know, the Raiders got the 6-3, and three and you looked at the schedule and said, wow, they're at 6-3. and three. Man, this, this team should be able to get to 10 wins. Look who's on the schedule, Atlanta, the Jets. You start going down the games, you say, yeah, I could see 10 wins, and they didn't get it. This year, I expect 10 wins. I think I said 9 when the season started. I think 10, 9-10 was fair. You go to 4-0, oh, you can be talking about 10, 11, 12 wins. 
That's why these games are critical. Put it in the bank. You know, for years, I've gone to see Floyd Mayweather fights. I have saw all the Floyd Mayweather fights but one in Vegas. Think about that. That's a lot of fights I sat ringside for Floyd. And what Floyd did in all his fights is he went up in every single fight, he went up 5 nothing, 6 nothing. Every one. Fight was over. He wasn't, A, going to get knocked out. B, he wasn't going to get hit. So all he had to do was take the lead early in the fight because he was never going to get outworked late in the fight. He was never going to get hit. And then once Floyd went up seven rounds to one, seven round or eight rounds to none, the fight was over. And then Floyd didn't have to fight. All he did was dance and run around and throw jabs. And everyone would say, why is he doing that? Well, because he won the fight very early. What the Raiders are doing now is they're winning the fight. The problem for the Raiders is it's a 17-round fight, and they've won the first three rounds. they got to keep putting rounds together, wins together, so when we add them all up at the end, it's double digits and they're in the playoffs. Johnny Katz going to join us next hour and more of your phone calls. 